Hi there. I am Deva Flowers. And I'm your host, Chief Bob Boskis. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may be even critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspective and to apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, this is Chief Bob Vasquez. I'm so excited because today we start our maiden voyage on this podcast that we call what do we call this, Deva? Hi, Deva. How are you? Hi. The other end. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Uh, yeah. Creating leaders of character. So creating clock. leaders of character. The clock. The time is now. The way is up. This is the way. You know, I I came up with that way before the Disney did. Oh so, wow, I'm proud of you. Is uh, Star Wars? Is that Disney? I don't even know. Uh, it's changed back and forth, but yeah, Disney owns everything now, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They own the, the country. But uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> glad that uh, we could uh, get together and do this podcast. My, um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'll say excited. I, you know, at my age, I don't get excited about much, but uh, it, it is exciting <laughs> to be able to get together and have the technology. I mean, not long ago, you don't remember. I mean, you grew up with technology, but not long ago, we did, we weren't able to do this stuff. You know, and it's now, a different uh, world. It's a different world. So different world. Uh, so let's uh, first of all let's start out with uh, sharing who we are. Our audience, I hope, would be interested in that because I hope that they're going to stick around with us for a while and hopefully uh, uh, learn a few things from us. And I think all of our learning is going to come from our experience, if not in our knowledge. And we can get into that. That's a little bit of philosophy. So, um, wh where are you from originally, uh, Dave? I, and I, th I think I've asked you that, and you've probably answered, but uh, it's not old age, it's the altitude. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, I was born in Austin, Texas, and I spent most of my life in Texas. And you spent some time in Arizona, right? New Mexico. I lived in Ar I lived in Arizona for about four years, and then oh, right back you? to Texas. Yeah. Okay. Where? What part of? Yeah, Arizona? I lived in Phoenix and Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. I don't know if you can see. I'm sweating. I think uh, I remember but, those days. Definitely. But it's very, a dry heat. Hot. That that's what they always say. It's a dry heat. Now, if it hits a hundred, it doesn't matter whether it's dry or wet. Or it's, <laughs> it's hot. But uh, so, and you are a student now yes. at, at Texas at Austin? Yeah, I'm at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm currently a, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently a junior uh, and I'll be finishing next year. So, and what is your major? Or I've got majors? a yeah, I've, I've got a government major and then a minor in business. And then I'm in this program called Plan to Honors. So, we do a lot of writing and philosophy. Uh, basically I'm reading a lot is yeah. what it is. So, well, yeah, that's good. And, and uh, maybe the, this podcast will give you an opportunity to share some of that learning with, sure. I hope a young audience. I mean, I don't care who listens uh, as long as they're learning, but, uh, but we'll see. And that's our, uh, uh, target demographic is young folks like you. So you're around, uh, let me see, junior, uh, so 20 years old or something. Yeah. Like today I'm 20 years old okay. and a lot of my peers that I'm talking to hopefully will be listening to this podcast around this age as well. Um, okay. So, 
Yeah. You'll learn yeah. more about me as the podcast goes on, I'm uh, sure, but definitely I'm interested in military and I've got a lot of government experience, but uh, Chief and I met through this organization called Civil Air Patrol. So very interested in supporting our military and such. Well, tell us a little bit about how we met, because again, it's not old age. It's the old, uh, well, okay, it is old age. I, <laughs> I kind of remember uh, probably not as many uh, details as you do, but uh, how did we meet and uh, where did we meet? And do you remember when? I yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I do. It was at a, a conference, the National Character Leadership Symposium at the Air Force Academy. And I mean, I've trapped Chief Vasquez into having conversations like this with me for a few years now. Uh, we met in 2019. That was the conference. I actually had to look that up. Um, I mean, seems like a long time to me, but maybe that seems like yesterday to you. Um, as a 16 year old at the time, the odds of getting the chief's attention were slim. So she's chief Vasquez, if nobody knows, we haven't introduced you yet quite yet, but he's a nationally recognized professor and speaker, like not to mention uh, chief master sergeant in the air force. So it didn't really seem to matter to me as a 16 year old coming up to you and wanting to have a conversation. I had read a book of yours called air power, eight habits of exceptionally powerful lieutenants and that night, a friend of mine helped me rewrite that book. We were trying to get your attention, basically, because we thought you were super cool and wanted to have a conversation about leadership. Uh, we went back to our host family and rewrote it to be applicable to young people in JROTC, but specifically Civil Air Patrol, where my friend and I were. So uh, the, the other part of the story, which I think is very funny, which I don't think I've told you before, is I had two friends that were cadets at the academy at the time, and they took me into a classroom to print this book. And I was just a conference attendee. I did not attend the United States Air Force Academy, but we spent the rest of the day practically stalking you to give you the book in person. <laughs> and you were just <laughs> attending the conference as a professor. So I'm pretty surprised that stalking a professor and using another professor's printer at the United States Air Force Academy gave me a great mentor and friend rather than some kind of restraining order. Um, <laughs> well, but... well, and I'm thinking that was probably illegal, so I'm going to have to turn you in. You know, we have an honor code. So... I don't know. It might have been my friends helping me print something. That yeah. would be the, the most lame reason to be arrested. <laughs> yeah. I printed a book. Yeah. <laughs> I printed some 30 pages in a yeah. professor's office. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And did you, I think, I know you gave that to me. Yeah. Do you know? Did I keep it? Do I have it somewhere? I oh, must... I don't. I don't know. I don't expect I didn't return you to. It to you. Well, <laughs> we went out and got a a folder for it and yeah, everything. <laughs> I remember that. I think I have it somewhere in uh, one of my boxes. As you know, I retired from the Air Force Academy uh, this past February, mm -hmm. so I have boxes, uh, more boxes now than I ever did, with yeah. stuff in it that uh, a lot of. I think most of it, ninety percent of it, is important stuff, and it's all important to me. So. Uh, it's there somewhere. I'll have to take it out and go back and reread it, or maybe with a red marker, mark all your markers, marks, and all that. Yeah. Correct everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good. You should. Yeah. And you, you were a a member of of CAP. Mm -hmm. uh, and are are you still? Are you still doing that? Are you involved with that? 
Yes, in fact, this upcoming summer will be the aging out process for being a cadet because you can only be a, a cadet until you're 21 years old. So I joined when I was 12 and I've been in for nine years and finished the program, really enjoyed it, completely changed my life. And um, now I'm kind of just mentoring and helping people in that program. I've attended a lot of activities and done a few activities myself and after that, I will transfer over to the senior member program for Civil Air Patrol as a as in a full blown adult, as they call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so no, that doesn't sound right. But, <laughs> so let's tell us a little bit about uh, CAP, which again okay. it brought us together in a way. Uh, what 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 do you guys do? I, I know that's part of the total force uh, yeah. of the United States Air Force, mm -hmm. but that's youngsters. I mean, yeah. we don't put you in harm's way, do we? No, it's, so this is just, they call it the Air Force's best kept secret, really, uh, as a joke. So the Civil Air Patrol is a nonprofit, and it is an official auxiliary of the Air Force because of what we do for emergency services and search and rescue operations. So as a adult, as a senior member, you can go in and use your pilot skills, use your ground team skills to help maybe find somebody on an airplane, or if there's a downed airplane, you can also participate in that with the Air Force. But specifically, I was involved in the cadet program and the aerospace program. So we do emergency services, cadet programs, and aerospace. And the Civil Air Patrol helps to pay for kids to learn to get their pilot's license, learn about rocketry, robots, bunch of stuff. And they also conduct a lot of character and leadership training. So that's what we do. Uh, and I was very involved, uh, just fell in love with it as soon as I turned 12 and I could join. So. <laughs> and how, how did you learn about it? I mean, did they recruit you or I mean, we don't, I mean, we're not going to, sure we're <laughs> not going to have recruiters out there at a recruiting station to recruit 16 year olds to go into the CAP or 12 year olds. Yeah. It's definitely a funnel to want to join, either go to an academy or participate in ROTC. But I just had a friend, I think it was middle school, that was in it and invited me. At that time, I thought that women in the military, and now they do, but back then it, they didn't wear ponytails, but I, I didn't know how to wear my hair. I didn't know how the military worked at all. Neither of my parents were uh, military or very interested in the military. Um, and so that was great because I got that opportunity to go and they left pretty soon after. I think they only stayed for three months, but I stayed for nine years. So it was great. It was good. For yeah. Me. Yeah. And, uh, how, so how is there, a, how do you connect? You know, how do you get in? How, how do you apply or do you go, is there a website or something or? Yeah, if you go civilairpatrol.org, you can look up and see, and there is a squadron search. So you can see and look for a squadron in your area. There is bound to be one within an hour. Mine was 15 minutes away from the house. And they're just locals. They're volunteers that want to teach kids about leadership and about airspace and about the military. As a kid, as a 12-year-old, you get to learn how to wear the uniform. And these are decommissioned um, Air Force uniforms. So for instance, when you guys were wearing ABUs, we were wearing BDUs still. So I was wearing BDUs uh, until I was 15. Um, and then whenever y'all transferred to OCPs, now we're all wondering, when are we going to get to transfer to OCPs? So mm -hmm. Uh, See, military. Now, you, you're saying you all, but I never wore that uniform. Okay. In fact, yeah. I'm going to do a presentation <laughs> on, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Veterans Day. And I'm going to be wearing my BDU. That's the last uniform. Oh, I wore. wow. So I, that OCP, wow. that's an army uniform. And you know, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. We the Air Force is doing a lot of things like the Army. It may go back to the you know, United States Army Air Corps or something like that. And if yeah. that happens, you heard it here first on the creating leaders of character. So I'll, I'll, I'll be really yeah. famous or something. Or if I'm Chief Vasquez called it. He's yeah, calling way everything. Way before. Way, way before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's how we met. We you uh, we saw each other in Montgomery, I think. I think uh, the mm -hmm. correct pronunciation is Montgomery. Montgomery I was there for a few Alabama. Years, yeah. Hot, that was that was hot and humid, hot it and was. humid. You did but, a real uh, good job sticking through that experience. <laughs> it was not easy, I'll tell you. But uh, I got kind of uh, co coerced. I got corralled into Trapped. something like that. Uh, into writing a book with you guys. Well, Colonel Smith, I think, was his name, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Who says something about, wouldn't it be great if you wrote a book with our cadets? And I said, oh, yeah, that would be cool. And someone took it for uh, an acknowledgement that, yes, I will do that, mm -hmm. which I didn't plan on, but that's okay. We did. <laughs> you and I collaborated, and we got a bunch of stories from cadets on uh, character and leadership. Really, it's about air power, H-E-I-R power. That, by the way, that's the name mm -hmm. of the book. And by the way, I am literally, as we speak, writing on an update. So Air Power 2.0 is coming out oh, in the next couple of months. that's exciting. So it's uh, you know more stories, more uh, thoughts about how to be a good leader. But, um, but nonetheless, we wrote this book, and it's called Capstone, C-A-P Stone, which is very cool. I came up with that. You can pat me on the back. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We haven't go. seen each other since we published it, so you haven't been able to pat, pat me on the back. But um, that's on, uh, available on Amazon.com, and all the proceeds from the sale of that book go to C-A-P to help out with their scholarship program. So yeah. if you're interested, uh, and it really is a, a good little book. I have stories on each chapter, and you guys uh, – provide the real guidance on how it is to be in the CAP and their experiences and all that stuff. So uh, congratulations on doing that, first of all, Dave, because that's a pretty cool thing to be so young and already published. And uh, maybe we'll have to do up uh, another one uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, maybe we'll call it Creating Leaders of Character. Who knows? Exactly. Amazon, we'll watch to. out, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, we've had a, a good time uh, through CAP. Uh, connecting us and there's more to come i think uh, you connected me with someone i'll be speaking in a couple of places next year uh, good, to, con good. to connect with the uh, cadets and all good all good and good now so tell me you you get into the program uh, uh, and you're part of it what did you gain from it now that you're about to become a senior old and in, in my uh, vernacular that's called old fart yeah right so since we're friends now, listeners, I'll just share my testimony with you. Uh, when I joined Civil Air Patrol, my dad and I were making $11,000 a year and our rent was $12,000. And Civil Air Patrol, I believe, is the sole reason why I was able to participate in school as actively as I was, completely shaped my character, taught me what it was to have integrity and to serve others. Um, there were mentors in Civil Air Patrol that bought my AP textbooks for high school. And there were mentors in Civil Air Patrol that gave me tennis shoes to run in so that I could participate in cross country instead of having those Walmart styrofoam ones to go run four miles in. And uh, so, you know, just by mentors alone, and that's a quote that uh, Chief Vasquez and I will share with you, I'm sure, but mentors have mentors. And that's on uh, in our book that we wrote 10 Habits of Highly Effective Cadet Leaders. And so that was an amazing experience, just meeting people that really cared about you. Um, secondly, there were, I think, 18 different achievements that taught you about leadership. And that is about my only qualification to sit in 
front of you and want to be friends and talk about leadership is that I I've learned a lot of leadership theory and self-help books. I'm really interested in that. And Civil Air Patrol exposed me to a lot of that. And then they paid for my pilot's license. So that was a huge deal. Uh, I'm almost completed now. I'm about to solo. I've got 18 hours and a instructor and it's all paid for by the program just because I've, you know, served it for so long. So, uh, I'm a CAP addict is what you'd call it, um, I guess. And I'll, I'll continue to do that for a while. Yeah. And we want to thank uh, CAP for not just for taking care of you, but taking care of thousands of kids. I, oh, yeah. I'm sure there are thousands of youngsters. I won't say kids because you're not kids, but young adults who are interested in doing that. And they do great stuff. Like you say, they're, they're out there helping uh, the mm -hmm. hurricanes. Uh, what was the last hurricane that went, went through well, uh, Florida? Hurricane. There, oh, I don't. I, I, the last one I participated in with the Blair Patrol was Hurricane Harvey, actually. Okay. Um, that was through the South. Uh, and we did a lot of rescue missions. Actually, it was part of a national conference. People were having fun about to go to this conference, and then they ended up leaving the conference to go support the hurricane mission. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that was really great. Great stuff. Great stuff. CAP, civilairpatrol.org. Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? So yes. uh, you can find out all kinds of information and even sign up if you're uh, young enough. Uh, and if, if, I guess older people can too as uh, sponsors or mentors or whatever, but uh, civilairpatrol.org. Now, before uh, we got about uh, three minutes left on this uh, session. So uh, let me tell you that uh, for our listeners, I served uh, 50 years in the United States Air Force, 31 on active duty and 19 at the Air Force Academy. All good stuff. Uh, pretty much every day was a good day except three. There were three days. Well, anyway, we won't get into that. Um, or maybe we will get into that. But I, I had a lot of experiences uh, doing all kinds of different things. I was a musician for most of my time, mm -hmm. and, uh, especially on active duty, uh, 24 of the 31 active duty years. And it was pretty cool. I got to do some pretty good things. I got to play, uh, perform for every, pres every president from wow. Nixon to Clinton. Wow. Uh, I got to play for uh, uh, do ceremonies before the Queen of England and uh, worked with Jay Lowe, uh, Kid Rock, <laughs> Darul. I mean, it was a pretty cool stuff. Uh, the miracles, I remember, uh, you know, my dream was to be a, a musician and have uh, be able to play like, soul music. That's what we called it. I don't know what mm. they call it anymore. And uh, one uh, performance I remember, I'm sitting there with my my band and the the uh, MC is introducing the miracles to come on stage to perform with my <laughs> band. Oh, I'm thinking this was my dream. I'm living it right now. It, it was incredible. So um, did that on active duty. And then I went over to the Air Force Academy and taught character and leadership. And uh, some of the stuff that we'll talk about is uh, some of the stuff that I used to teach there at the Academy. It's all foundational. And I think the, hopefully listeners will enjoy that and not only appreciate it, but maybe apply it to know, but not to do is not to know. And I hope that we go, as we go through this, uh, David, that we will uh, uh, not only enjoy this uh, conversation, these discussions, mm -hmm. but maybe learn from each other. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, I, I really, I'm a serendipitous learner, but a continuous learner. I want to learn until I can't anymore, which may be tomorrow, who knows. But nonetheless, <laughs> I hope that you will teach me uh, some of the things that I do not know that you youngsters think about or the way you think, because things are different. You know, I'm a, you're not going to acknowledge it, but I am uh, seven decades old. And yeah. uh, 
I can still kick your butt, though, okay? So don't mess with me. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I've got that solid in my yes, head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to learn from you as well. Um, uh, and specifically for our listeners, too, I wanted to make sure that we know at the end of this that we want to get to know you. And our purpose here is really to help others empower themselves. We want you to feel empowered. And the truth is that no one empowers anyone. Chief taught me this as he's taught me so many other things, but you may be able to, we may be able to inspire or help you to empower yourselves, but empowerment is internal and he'll teach you in the episodes to come that it's, it's all your responsibility to take any of this and glean from it, to be able to apply it to your lives. Yeah. We, we have t this tendency that we think that as quote leaders, we empower others. And that's not, that's not even close to true. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I will share some stories with you there in the coming episodes well we're about out of time so let's talk about that let's talk about our purpose for this podcast we now our audience knows who we are at least a little bit and uh, next time we'll get together and we'll talk about why are we doing this we're up really early in the morning why are we doing this <laughs> why would he ever want to ever <laughs> <laughs> see you next time thank you for listening we hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader a leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at bobvasquez at bobvasquez.com, B-O-B-V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z at B-O-B-V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z.com or davaflowers at gmail.com, D-A-V-A-F-L-O-W-E-R-S at gmail.com. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.